we are not millennials, we are matured. Brought up on collaboration as an art form, delivered as value. Hey, Steve. Hey, Marina. I thought you'd gone to sleep there for a minute. No, 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 no. I was actually waiting for you, but then I realized, oh, no, it's, it's still me that needs to do the first words. So episode 94. So that's mm. 44 episodes since you, got, since you took over doing the hellos and you I know. Forgot. So that's kind of like 88 weeks? Something like. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. it only takes 61 days to develop a new habit. Yes. So, oh well. So you're generally fucked. Yeah, I'm just a slow learner. <laughs> it's either that or all the whiskey you drank at Glasgow Summit last week. Might be, might be. Yes, there was some whiskey involved in Glasgow. It was a good Scottish uh, summit. Yes. Yeah? Yes, yes. I saw the t-shirts. The t-shirts looked magic. They were pretty, they were pretty good, yeah. I don't like that polyester fabric. I oh, I do. These I think Scotland it's very ones. cool. Uh, but they look very, very cool. Oh, yes. I didn't realize you were so sensitive to polyester. Yeah, of course. I just need soft things on my skin. So, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> There's a joke there, but I refuse to go down <laughs> that line. Oh, yeah, it's too early in the podcast well, to go uh, that. Yeah, yeah, it is too early. Give us a few more minutes. Um, I noticed that Comsverse, I'm going to get pink shirts. Okay, okay. Or well, somebody's getting pink shirts. I think, okay. the, they, I think the leaders might be getting pink shirts because they have pink and mauve colors, yeah, don't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I yeah. saw that. They look like rugby shirts, I thought, the ones that you guys, they, they seem to be made up with that brand. Anyway, uh, why are we mm-hmm. talking shirts? No idea. Because it was free. Uh, yes. <clears throat> when we could have been talking all the whiskey you drank. Uh, yes. <laughs> just, just because it was a technical conference, you were presenting on Teams and you were on a panel as well, I'd noticed. Yes. So um, what Super was the best over. whiskey that you drank? Super hungover on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I have not been that hungover in a few, since a few years. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really bad. Yes. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have ended with a double shot of Balvenie 12 year old so, okay. oh nice uh, actually funny enough I picked my 17 year old up the other day oh, and, yeah. uh, and took a shot out of it it really mm. is getting very low it's, it's not the last inch anymore it's the last quarter inch oh, in the bottom oh, oh, it's, oh, oh. it's, uh, it's going to be a sad one to say goodbye I think uh-huh. mm. yeah mm. oh well there you go although I been meaning all week and I haven't got it to go and get that one we tasted last week the Madre- Madeira finished mm. uh, Kill Horman I actually um, so. had one of those in the pot still which is one of the posh Glasgow whiskey nice. uh, bars so I was there with a few friends with uh, Chirac I saw with uh, uh, Vesco uh, as well um, so I we were all sitting there like okay what are we gonna drink so I said Wait, I've got an idea. <laughs> I just tasted a brilliant whiskey, and I'm going to treat you all to one of those. And everybody just loved it. It is a great drink. I need. Yes. To, I really need. I'll be disappointed, actually, because after we tasted it last time, I checked it was available in my store locally. Mm-hmm. Just haven't had a chance to go and fetch it, which is a disappointment, especially if it's 
gone. But there you yeah. are. Good. Well, that was the whiskey. Um, and uh, this is a technical podcast. We need to remember that. Well, Apparently, it's more a government's... Yes. governance. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. yes. Yeah. Governance conference more than anything else. And mm. I think we're going to... We're going to hit on an interesting subject today. Well, yes, interesting, because also it's the kind of thing that we do. Yeah. We're not a news podcast. We will not tell you what's rolling out. We will not tell you... Um, bu- 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 well, there's mainly a reason yeah. for this. We don't know. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Yes. We don't, we don't yeah. follow those lists. Yeah. Yeah, well, and just work gets in the way of these things. So we well, don't I do those things. So what we do is we talk in a bar um, about how we are rolling out things. And how the we're business, doing stuff. Yeah, the business the and the technical decisions that we make while we are rolling things out. Yeah, I mean, I think we're quite unique. We have a background in business and in IT, mm-hmm. and uh, we put that to good use. So, yes, we're back. We're not even going to talk adoption once today. Uh, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and if mm-hmm. we, um, it won't be long before we forget what those five letters are again. So that'll oh, be Oh, yeah, good. the uh, A, K, D, Z, A, R. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And uh, everybody's going, go on, you two, get on with it, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so Moran yeah. sent me a link today and he went, hey, this might make a good podcast. So I looked at it and I got really very excited about it. So I emailed him back and I, and I messaged him back rather and uh I said, uh, so what did you think then? How did you fancy going? He went, I don't know. I just thought it was a good subject. So, <laughs> yes. But luckily, I kind of already had a few ideas on this because it's something that I've dealt with and mentioned on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. But this article was basically saying that before you start to even look at content architecture and try to implement improved content management, then you need to understand the business architecture. Yes, and specifically the areas of business architecture that can be improved. Yes. Now, I've also just finished uh, episode three of the We Dram series. Mm -hmm. So another do-it-yourself podcast. Um, Let's (laughs) not go there. I already cut that comment out, Moraine. I know I heard yours, which is great. So yeah, we're dropping these solo ones. And and that was talking about um, kind of creating... What did I say earlier? I forgot the title I was going to use for the podcast. Uh, something faster. Yes, um, something faster. Uh, Creating value something faster, faster, not value. No. Um, anyway, it was a great podcast, <laughs> um, and it's all ready to go. And to be honest, it will be online before this one. Um, and uh, it was called, I'm having to look it up because I'm going to forget, yeah, yeah, Create yeah. Impact, Impact Faster. faster yes. It was such a posh word, I couldn't remember what it was. Exactly. Anyway. We're so professional. That, <laughs> yeah. So that also talks about how you can identify where you can create impact and how that might drive your Microsoft 365 rollout, which is cool. Yeah. So what we want to do is we're going to split this into a, into a couple of halves. We want to explain... into Sorry, what? We're going to split it into... A couple of halves. Halves. Okay. I thought it was like a pirate thing, like a few horrors. Oh, horrors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so. We, we really want to understand what we mean by... Um, uh, business architecture Uh, and then we want to try and work out uh, and explain to you how we would approach the kind of applications and we're going to go overboard by a long long way but of course we do yeah you do you always look at all the ideas you can have then you scale back to the practical ones Mm -hmm. so business architecture Um, can you remember how the article defined it i cannot 
Oh, I thought you were going to say you no. can then. No, don't worry about oh. it. Um, uh, you do my usual taking the mickey out of Marine. Um, so what, what they were talking about business art- architecture, really, it's, it's about the processes that are uh, integrated in the organization that allow them to create the value for their customers or their products and the, or their end results. And those uh, business processes obviously have a beginning and an end. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to go through that business architecture, identify the key areas, break those areas down a little bit, identify the weaknesses, um, and then work out what tools we can use in Microsoft 365 to add value. Mm-hmm. And it, the article was really quite interesting. It was actually, there was very little information on there. We'll, we'll put the link um, into the, into the, the notes, notes so you can yeah. pick it up. Mm-hmm. But it was basically saying that, you know, um, don't go to the uh, content uh, management strategy at all in any way, shape or form or the content architecture. And in fact, it only has three sentences in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The, the article was really about the business process. So what we've decided to do is to take one of those corporate business processes that is common to everybody, which is basically the, um, uh, what did you call this process? Uh, a hire to retire. Hire to retire. Yeah. Yep. So that kind of process. We'll just talk through some of the high-level stuff and then break it down a little bit. Uh, and then we're going to take part of that process, really get into the detail of the of the practicalities of the process, uh, and then start to look at the tools within Microsoft 365 that would add value and create impact um, yeah. within that process. So that's what we're doing. I've got mm-hmm. it right, haven't I? Uh, yeah. Cool. The only concern I have, it kind of sounds a little bit highbrow for us. You know, it's degree level, and we're not only kind of junior school, infant school craning when we start talking about stuff. Do you think we're going to stretch our listeners? No, I don't think so, because I think this is something that every organization can benefit, and it doesn't matter if you just joined the organization or if you've been there for a number of years. This is something that you can always do. This is something that will always bring impact and bring value and um yeah i think that this is something that you can just always do even when you're in the middle of whatever all right so top level then we decided uh the top level process from high to retire you're going to have different kinds of of uh um, uh, different moments within the process. Let's uh, call them modules. And modules, yeah, modules oh, works for yeah. me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really mind, but it's different stages. Yeah, uh, and each stage will obviously have a, a series of actions and tasks to go with them. So first of all, there's the the requirement. You need, sorry, then you you identify a need for a position to be filled. Yeah, and that could be triggered by any number of things. Yeah, exactly. So you or doing something and you need some extra hands might be whatever kind of function. Um, Somebody leaves, moves on. Yeah. Or you might want to do something else. You want to change business strategies, blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. You need somebody extra or a few people extra to come on board. Yep. So you're going to get triggered by need at the top level. So there's going to be a, a process there. there. There'll be an outboarding process, of course, and mm-hmm. a, an outgoing. Yep. But so the need. So then you need to work out. Okay, do I need the same role, or what kind of requirement, or what requirements does this role need to fill? Mm-hmm. So there's a process to identify the type of person to fill those now empty shoes. Yep. 
So then there's that. And then you get onto the onboarding process. So you've selected your candidate. And the onboarding is, is always complex. And it's always, yeah. it always has a kind of weakness. Whichever organization I go to, mm-hmm. it's not something that, and I don't know why. I've been trying to work this one out for a few years. But everybody struggles to get somebody in to an organization and quickly sat at a desk with everything they need to do their job. All the hardware, software, and knowledge in order to do whatever they need to do. Yeah. Yep. Um, training, the right corporate T-shirt, uh, <laughs> yeah. the hat, yeah. uh, the company car. <laughs> yes. Uh, Let's not forget that one. The laptop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you get really complicated what licensing they need yeah. um, and the software that they need to do their yeah. job. Because in theory, somebody knows that job, but the really person that really knew that job was left. Yeah. So, you know, trying to pull that in. And the other yeah. thing that IT departments tend to try and do here is they try and make an employee one of three kinds so that <laughs> any employee that comes in gets this kind of laptop, this software, and it never, ever works out right. No, so exactly. Uh, because you just need to learn which access database is business critical and that they need to get the hang of how it works. If yeah. there's only an access database, there's only six people working in this company. So. Uh, yeah, well, no. <laughs> but you know what I mean. But I've, I've yeah. got a customer with 3,000 people and they are relying on a number of access databases that are all linked to each other in wow. order to move like millions of euros of product wow yeah not going to go there nope. anyway so the the onboarding part of uh, the process the key area here for um work that you would do uh, is all of those microsoft groups that you're now got created and mm-hmm. who they need to be a member of yeah and whether you can somehow identify the person that had the old groups and the, so they get added to the next yeah. ones or the new ones. Yeah, But that's easy because what most organizations just oh, do is, easy, is it? they just go to that AD profile of the person that just left and they would just go copy this profile into this new profile. That's and true. And that's the new person. That's so, true. Done. But it doesn't tell you what AD groups that person was in before. Yeah, it it, it no, it, it doesn't. Uh, it do- oh, Lord. no, it doesn't. Oh, Lord. Because okay. no, 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 the AD groups will be separate. You would be a member of a multiple number of groups. Yeah, but you can see that in your AD card, of you, in your person card, you will see that you're a member of all these AD groups. And if you, I, I think that if you copy a person, that it would also copy the AD groups. Hmm. Okay. Doesn't Not matter. usually. Doesn't matter, but it okay. is okay. But that's yeah. a good, good, good call. But let's yeah. let's try and wish it was that easy. Yeah. But that brings it on to a bit of Microsoft news. Oh, I read the other day that they will now uh, they are about to support uh, groups inside groups. I read something Embedded about groups that. are going yes. to be a thing. Yeah, and what a waste and of time. We've all cool. learned to live without them. Yes, and now they're going to bring them back, and yes. all the confusions that that goes all with. those naming conventions that we came up with all <laughs> gone to hell. Now, oh. that new feature would be something you would put into this onboarding session because now it would allow you to set up an AD group with embedded groups inside, and then you become a member of one group and you become the member of the all of the groups. Yeah, so that potentially might work if you've got the right processes, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, so that beta news might actually help. So anyway, oh, that's, that's actually cool. Process. So then you can actually say, I'm a member of all employees and 
IT is a member of all employees, and then me as a help desk employee is a member of IT, so I'm a member of all employees. Yeah, okay. and of course, if you get that right, if you get it really right, then you can also do all your audiencing for your internet and delivery of your content and your topic management through Viva. Ooh. So it all fits in there, but the real problem is... HR need to be involved. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And because it was such a good idea. I was getting was. so excited. Oh, no. And I'm sorry for any HR listeners, but you know who you are, okay? But, but yeah, there always seems to be a bit of a disconnect. It's a power play, an ego play between the HR department and the IT department. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that crossover is, is important. Yeah. Anyway, so that was the onboarding. Um, and then, of course, you get access to different services and, and away you go. And then as you move forward, you go through all of the different phases of, of your career through promotion uh, and, of course, being able to look and move around. And that might restart some of the needs and requirements stuff if there's you know, new positions or training programs you need to be yep. part of and that kind of stuff. Yep. Uh, personal development, of course. Uh, your role uh, for training, like you might be a manager, you might need management training, mm-hmm. access to different groups and yep. all that kind of stuff. And then you get to the point where you retire and everybody tells you to bugger off and gives you a gold watch. So what was that training solution, Viva? Viva Learning. Viva Learning, yeah, Viva that, learning. Would, that, that would be involved. You, in one of the other things you said we had to do was we have to do more work on Viva Goals. No, actually, uh, in, our shout last, out? in our last podcast, we actually talked about Viva Goals, and I said that to me, Viva Goals is just like a SharePoint list and done. Yeah. Um, and actually, Kevin McDonald from the Grey Hat Beard Princess podcast. Hi, Kev. Uh, he actually, so he, he, that's the one listener that we have. Um, <laughs> he actually uh, reached out on Twitter and he said, look, if you want to learn more about it, I'm happy to give you a demo uh, at Coms First. So I said, I'll not be at Coms Ooh, First. Oh, I will. Steve will be. So, there again. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. So I think you, sh- you two should uh, sit together. Uh, record maybe a mini podcast we dram uh, maybe about FIFA goals that would be good yeah. he's obviously getting himself up to speed on it then yes All right. so he's, he's very involved he's one of the viva explorers so that's a bunch of uh, uk consultants and they call themselves viva explorers and they all have a viva uh, nickname uh, i mean for this them. this is the man that recently posted his father's day present on twitter which was a lego pack of a robot uh, a um, Optimus Prime yes. Transformer, yes. And yeah, I was robot, so, so freaking envious <laughs> because yeah, I think it's super cool. Anyway. Yeah, so Kevin's great. So that's fine. Yes. So yeah, we'll, but we'll I play also, with that. I also found my own Viva nickname. So one is the Viva Adventurer and one is the Viva whatever. And I found the perfect name for me. I will be the Bon Vivant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It suits me, yes. Okay, you, listeners, I'm so sorry you had to hear that. I know it's a bit sad, and you know Moraine, and of course, <laughs> you're also well aware that next week he will have T-shirts ready for sale uh, with his new logo and his new name and caps. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Stickers. Stickers, yes. Stickers, Stickers. yes. <laughs> All right, cool. Yep. So anyway, so that's the top-level process, and we already kind of took a few, on, like the onboarding and, and the services and yeah. drilled them down a little bit. The, the reason why we took that hire to retire process is because that is something that every organization needs. And nobody gets it right. Uh, yeah. It's no, always, that's nah. an exaggeration, really, but it is difficult to get right. Yes, exactly. And 
what we actually wanted to do in this podcast is to uh, really drill down on one of these modules in this process and to take a look at how Office 365 could help HR people and, and business decision makers on uh, how to improve that process or that module uh, with Office 365. Yeah. So we're going to choose the requirements side of the process and we're going to take it through the stages. There's seven or eight or nine different stages that we're going to go through. And then we're going to kind of look at the Microsoft tool set. So we're going to do our own mocker around this process. <laughs> yes. All right. We're yes. going to do that HR mocker. Something that we need in, in that mocker process is or in that mock drawing framework, yeah. of framework, exactly, is something that would say, look, for this process, this would be the highlighted uh, applications that you uh, might use for this. Okay, good, good. Oh, God, I can see you now. <laughs> Turn the lights on. It was getting a bit dark. That's yeah. fine. So, yes, that's a good idea, actually. I was thinking that when we were outside. We were outside talking about this because the sun was shining and Moraine turned up with a smelly cigar, which uh, and I got a bottle of whiskey, so we just enjoyed the oh. summer evening. It was very nice. Dear listeners, if you ever get the chance to get your hands on a Lecce Sinclair edition... Lecce, yes. Oh, don't hesitate. It October is morning. liquid gold. It really is beautiful. Anyway, so we had a drink of that yep. and we are sat until enjoying the sunshine. Right. So let's let's start off with our job description requirements yep. part of the process. So we're well, going to basically it's, it's the hire part. Yeah. So the we wanna part. we wanna hire somebody into our organization. So let's see how that process plays out and what kind of tools that we can use for that. Uh, yeah, no, we're going to do that exactly. So we'll we'll work our way through um, from uh, to the point where we're ready to onboard them. Let's start off with a very very easy one first of all, and that is defining what the requirements are. So whenever yeah. you take somebody on board, it's really important to document what they have to do. Yes. So uh, let's make it very practical. John from engineering uh, walks over to the HR people and says. I actually need a new R&D engineer. Wow, that was really very well good. Ad-libbed. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So now so, we're stuck with it. Yes. All right. So um, what's on this R&D engineer's yeah. job description? A... If you're going to improvise, you need to be good. I know, I know. <laughs> no, I no, know. I'm only joking, ah. I'm only joking. So yeah, but it's a good idea. No. So, so John from engineering says, I need a new R&D person. So he will yep. hand over a sheet of paper or he'll say... What? This is the, the description of the kind of person that I'm looking for. But let's assume he doesn't have a description. So HR says, you need a job description. So John says, I've never done this before. Mm-hmm. This is this is improvisation. Ooh. So John says, I've never done this before. How do I set a job description up? So HR say, that's not a problem. We have this template that HR provided us with. Mm-hmm. And so that template consists of what? Um tasks, um, uh, the education, um, the, the degrees that this person needs to have, uh, the years of uh, experience. All right. Why, why? Languages. I think that's yeah. brilliantly done. The reason I've tried <laughs> to lead you into this site oh, template no. is because you said we would create a site template for every well, employee. Exactly. So for every hire, that that was my first idea. So was, every yes. time that somebody in I the company I even tried to set you up with that. Sorry about that. Don't I apologize. didn't read it. It's funny. Um, 
So every time somebody would come to HR saying, look, I need a new person on my team, I would say, let's create uh, a SharePoint site for that. SharePoint site or a team or site? Or maybe a team. Team's template. Yeah, let's go with the latest and greatest, exactly. even though it's a bit bleeding edge. So, yes. so you'd have a new template. And on yep. that template, there would be a series of tasks so that the per, the manager knows the things that they need to yeah, do. Yeah, and the process as yep. well. So that they would know, like, these are the things that we need to do right now. Check and then lists. we need to wait for this. And yeah, exactly. And I think it also, it could also then move into the onboarding, the next stage, which we're not going to get into too much detail. Mm-hmm. But the site template could also have the onboarding tasks that you need to do. Yeah. You know, register them for this, register for that, do the demonstration. So you could have templates for each different division. So when you're employed in engineering, you probably need to go and go through some health and safety training. Whereas if you're going to be in finance, you don't need to do the health and safety yeah. training. So yeah, I like this idea. So we, we create a site template and that site template also has blank requirements, documents, templates yeah. uh, in the document library, content types so that uh, we yeah. can drive stuff yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, and then it also says, okay, you need to fill out this document with as much information as possible that basically lists the requirements of the new person to be so we can assess against them. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's that's what they did, which is brilliant. I like that idea very much. Yeah. All right, then we need to tell because the world. We, we, okay, also, we also might want to talk about why this would be useful. No, let's talk about it. This is fantasy land. We're going to go nuts using... <laughs> you, we, this is going to be the most expensive recruitment process that anybody has ever put together. We have got a team of four people now building a template for teams. <laughs> anyway, go on, sorry. Why no, would we no, do no, a template? No, no. Like, why, why would we want to do this? Because we want to improve our business. We want to improve our business architecture. So we want to um, fix uh, things that might go wrong. So... It might be that your hire process takes too much time, too long. It might be too expensive. It might be, I don't know. It's not uh, transparent not, enough. Not transparent, not, not structured enough. So if you would go with a site template for every new hire, that would uh, add structure, that would add transparency, that would add a uh, process that you can measure against. You, it would add automation. automation it would add connectivity exactly. to other HR systems. Yeah. So you won't need to actually ultimately put them into the HR system because everything is controlled around that template with full access to Power Automate, Power yeah. BI, yeah. and all the other Power yeah. friends that we and can have. GDPR compliant because Absolutely. what you could do is say, okay, all the people that didn't get selected after six months We'll automatically have retention and uh, it would be deleted, yes. It's a bloody good idea, actually. I mean, I know we just made a few notes on the back of a fag packet as we were sitting outside in the sunshine drinking Ledeig in the English rather than the Lecce in the Gaelic. Um, But yes, but that's quite cool. You said put a site template. I wasn't sure about that. I know. But I, I, but saw, I, really I saw you gave me the look, like, hmm, really? I got the look. Do, do, do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you, but you're right. It's brilliant insight. I like that. So assuming then we have our template set up, and of course, typically IT has now taken nine months to create that template, but it's now been delivered. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, all yeah. right, Joyce, yep. I'm only joking, I'm only joking. All right. So then what we need to do is we need to make this public so yep. that we people know there's a job description. Yeah, And exactly. I think power pages. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely the new thing that neither of us really fully understand. Uh-huh. But apparently, from what I've read, we've got the ability to create an external facing page that is driven by 
Power Power uh, Automate, the Power, power Platform. Yeah, Power Apps and, power and apps. the whole Power Platform. So driven by the site template, filling out all the appropriate information, uh, then it would generate, when it's all been approved probably, um, a Power Page that would get placed straight onto your extranet or or your internet yeah. uh, on your job descriptions. Yeah. Plus, it could automatically post off to magazines and wherever else you advertise your jobs. Yeah. And we can have connectors to the various... LinkedIn. And, yeah, and all those kinds of stuff. Glassdoor and, and, and whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So then we have our need. We have send it out. People can actually send us uh, their resume. They, they can apply. They can apply for it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm, I'm assuming that on power pages uh, there's a form capability. There must be, isn't there? Must be. So yeah. you fill out a form. Yep. Um, so you put your basic details in, and then you upload your CV, and mm -hmm. you press go, and uh, then again it's it's picked up again by Power Automate, and it will write it into a document library and a list. Yeah, list maybe with an attachment or multiple attachments, maybe a document set. Now you don't want to do the attachments on the doc on the list. Remember. You remember what it's like when you throw an attachment on a list, it disappears into nowhere in the background on a SharePoint site. You can't find this thing again. No, I know, but it kind of depends how you want to lead this. So is your document leading, your resume is that leading, and do you want to put a bunch of metadata on it? Or do you want to create a list with metadata and have the uh, letter and the recommendations and the resume and the whatever kind of documents that that person also... Uh, yep. attaches or do you want to maybe go with a uh, document set uh, or you could just do it the modern way and have a list and a document library and use power automate to manage and connect those two yeah, yeah. and do yeah, the sure. processes because yeah. in my mind i don't know where how you feel about this i do understand where you're coming from that's the kind of easiest solution but in my mind um, i want to be able to keep the document in the document library where i can see it play with it process mm -hmm. it yeah archive. if i If I have it as an attachment, and I know you don't know the answer to this question, but neither do I, which is why I'm asking you, <laughs> make you look cool, me look silly. But no, um, I don't know whether the retention and the automation would kick into an attachment on a list. I would guess that if you have retention on a list item... It's treated the same way. It would also... But you yeah. might want to delete the CV, but not delete the details in the list. No, I don't know. Um, I don't no, know. No, no. I, I, it, it all depends. So again, yeah. things to consider. Exactly. Well, we also thought about if we really want to go all the way. We do. We do. Yes. The perfect solution for requirements gathering and interviewing. Yeah. No. Well, so well, we're getting all these resumes in and we kind of want to have a nice, easy, automated way to grab all the relevant information from that resume. So maybe we could use Syntex for that. We could Viva Syntex it. Yeah. Yes. So we could scan it and try and pull information off. Now, I mm -hmm. have V2 on there because I think that Syntex yeah. at the moment in its baby form has to have six copies of the same document. But yeah. mm -hmm. we know that there's no reason why it can't learn uh, and say, oh, I've seen these kind of keywords before, like date of birth and address and name, yeah. and try and pull that information mm -hmm. out and autofill it as need be. Yeah. We are getting the users to fill a form out as well, of course, so a lot of the sure. core data would be done. But a you form can look for keywords. Or, or a chatbot. 
a chatbot. You could actually have a chatbot yes. where you talk to the chatbot and, and that will ask you questions and you can write down your answers. And, and if, that and if the chatbot's got access to the camera, it could go sneaking out to all the other companies where we could look for somebody that suits us. And as they walk past the laptop, it can go, hey, you, I've got a job you might be interested in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did say we were going to go fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. that's too far. Too far. <laughs> too One far. step too far. But yes, so I think the syntax stuff could could help us a lot yeah. in terms of being able to get data and grab data off there. Yeah, exactly. And in a couple of years' time, it might even be able to do a read of the CV and prioritize the 45 people that come in by keywords that uh, you've identified that need to be or should be on the CV. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, why not? If you put some AI on there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look okay. for some kind of phrases. You could you could potentially say, look, this is the perfect CV, so you could write the CV that you want to, and then it could do a match-up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very cool. cool. Yeah. So, uh, of course... Could, and also, I think, so I know I'm on form here, yeah. sorry, but you could potentially topics might stick an item in here because if you mm -hmm. know that it's about engineering and research and development... There's probably a bunch of topics in that space, and then you could get an assessment against the current topics that you use in the, in those areas. Oh yeah. Now I know nice. I'm fantasizing, but there's bound to be nice. there is a set of tools there that you know is going to get better as we go along. We need E5 licenses, of course, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got those. No we've worries. Got those. We've we, got those. We, we, we've got those. We're leading yeah, front yeah. edge company. So we are getting all these resumes in, all that information in. So now, of course, we need to. Uh, notify John that these are coming in. So we could probably have like a, a workflow to notify him or even a rule on our document library that says, hey, John, we just got a new resume in. Yeah, I think there's a trigger date. I don't, I don't think I'd, I would do it that way, but that's certainly an option. But I, wouldn't it be better not to say this job's going to be advertised until the 20th of May, and then on the 21st of May, it'll do all the processing, and yeah. and then you're not having to kind of do a compar comparison based on, hey, we've worked down to our shortlist of six, and somebody says, oh, look, there's another one coming, so you've now got to work out whether they're a member of the six or not. Mm -hmm. But that's just yeah. a, the kind of formal process. Yeah which is pretty cool. I think that on the site template, I'd probably have um, roles for the people as well. So mm -hmm. I'd use tags to identify the people that are going to assess the CVs as they come in yep. and the people that are going to interview within yep. that list. Yep. And that way, because it's always good when you're recruiting somebody to have as wide an audience within the business as possible that would help. So, for example, it's engineering R&D. So, you know, other people in R&D should assess the CVs, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe the engineering director or the senior engineering team. But if also, if you've got production team that are mm -hmm. working with your engineering team, then maybe one or two people from production would also want to have some feedback into, into choosing that role because at the end of the day, nobody now works in one silo. They yep, tend to, exactly. to move yep. around quite significantly yeah and you've got of course hr people that also want to be there yeah. uh, to also make sure that uh yeah so i think that um who was making this request it was john, john wasn't it yeah, yeah so john from engineering would in the site template i think list a group of people that would be the um initial assessment because yeah. that's what we need them to do now we need them to go in and and quantify whether that cv is worth going to the next stage yeah. We don't care about the person at this point. We're trying to work out whether they have the right skills mm -hmm. and the right experience yep. for the role. Yep. And I think we can do that by just quantifying, either using metadata potentially in a library or a form. 
Yeah. What would you go with? Um, well, with the form, we can actually... So for every... Mm, well, maybe I think you, you need to do a first shift first. A first shift uh, first. Yes, exactly. That was <laughs> S-H-I-F-T. <laughs> so what you need to do... So pr let's say you get 70 resumes in. So first you want to do like a little filter and, and already filter out 35 that will not be applicable. How would you do that? Using the I AI stuff? I don't know. So what I was thinking Maybe with of some metadata where you can actually say, look, we're actually looking for somebody who has five years experience. So everybody who doesn't have at least five years experience with metadata, we can filter them out. What, what I would do, I think, is when I was thinking about this two seconds ago, getting fantasizing around Syntex V2, was I would put them in order from top to bottom rather than throwing somebody out. So we know that if you've got 40 people, the bottom 20, you're not even going to look at or interview. Yeah. So you'd start at the top mm -hmm. and your, your assessors might say, okay, we're assessing the top 10. Yeah. Or we're assessing down the list until we get six or eight, depending on your shortlist or your first run of the number of candidates. Mm -hmm. So because it's an extra process to kick somebody out and we're yeah. trying to be efficient. So yes. if we say, look, yes, you've got to look through them, but we've, prioritized and based upon age experience or some kind of stuff where we can we yeah. can do something based upon the questions they ask for example we, uh, we and need, then do the we top need 10. an automatic way of scoring those people yeah so i mean i would go with a manual probably because i think yeah. if i'm reading through a cv on the screen I kind of want to be able to kind of give them... Or are you talking about the pre-sort? Yeah, the pre-sort. But maybe he doesn't have five years experience. He's got four years of experience. But he was in a leading position. And he came from a really good university. So maybe he only has four years. But we might still want to take him on. So you, you are going to do a full human assessment then on the first 40? Yes, in an automatic fashion with AI. Yes. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no. no. But, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. So, uh, in, I mean, we're doing application development here. So, yeah. uh, I think in my mind, if, if we take the criteria we're going to order them by, keep it automated and keep it simple, mm -hmm. um, then if, if I read the first one, which is the top one, mm -hmm. but it's just wrong because as you say, yeah, but look, this person's got seven years experience, but when I read this CV, it's... It's, I'm not going to bring them in for the next round. So yeah. they get mocked off. And it doesn't matter that they're top one because they're in order. Mm -hmm. So you then work down. So eventually you get to number 11, yep. not having found what you need. And then they've got less experience, but uh, sorry, more experience, but less years, for example. Mm -hmm. So then I think you would do the assessment, but that would still save the human having to check the other 29. Yeah. So I think that's how I might try and work it if I was trying to build this, use the AI to order them in order and then say okay the assessment team's job is to mark these scoring down and then we'll stop sending them out for scoring mm -hmm. when we have six people yeah. six that we're happy yeah because now, at the end of the day i'm sorry mm -hmm. i'm interrupting this the, the, i've done through, done a number of recruitment processes it's all luck yeah it's it's finger in the air Okay, it gets filled, and until yeah. you see the color of their eyes, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to get a, a comfortable feeling about this because both things happen. This is the guy I want to speak to, and yeah. you, you speak to that person and find that they're completely unacceptable. Mm 
Mm-hmm. All right, and it's nothing to do with the rainbow-colored socks that you can see on the shorts that he's wearing when he walks through the door. All right, it's just it's not right. Yeah. But you then I get another one, and you go, okay, look, I'll, this person might has a feeling where, and they're just awesome and you're brilliant, and mm-hmm. you take them on board. So it has to get to that stage first. Yeah. So yeah. I think an order doesn't matter if you miss one out. If you yeah, interview true. six people and don't find them, you've still got your order list to go back exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So you're assessing people. You might do that with a form. Yep. Let's you f- say, fill out the assessment form, yeah, and, then, exactly. and then we do some way of prioritizing those candidates. I don't know what tool we might use. Mm. We we might use a, a Power BI based on the Perfect. form answers that we get. Uh, we might have some nice graphics saying, "Look, the candidate one scores really high on this, but scores low on this." Yeah. Uh, a little nice dashboard. Uh, yeah, I think that might work. I think yeah. we also have the ability here to send the CV out to have a, a psychological assessment or a, or if, if you've got students you're not sure of, we can set appointments up and ask them to do a test or an online test yeah. or yeah. a psych test if that's what you feel you needed for the yeah. role. And that, again, be fully automated. We'd have it done before. And yeah. the, I mean, when I've had to have these psych tests, which I always pass with flying colors but, that's because, <laughs> no. um, but it's always oh. been a manual kind of uh, hr seemed to apologize for it you know we it uh, is so cumbersome uh, all yeah those. we'd like you to do this test but oh. it's part of the process and i'm sorry we have to do it but it's just the way the company works sod it you know i'd get an email that says look part of the process is we need you to fill these site tests out uh-huh. confidential blah 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 and away you go but with a process that's kind of using all these automated tools that so far has gone over budget by about 10 times. Yeah. But, but there you go. All right. So we have a Good. list of candidates. Yeah. And we've got them uh, nice in a dashboard, uh, set it all out. Uh, so we have our top 10 or top five uh, candidates. So now we want to set some interviews with those. First people. round of interviews. Yeah. So we probably, well, we need to schedule those interviews. But Is that schedule or schedule? Schedule. Uh, for our American listeners, it's... Set it up. We're going to set up those interviews, yes. yes. Exactly. So uh, there, there are a number of tools that you can uh, use for that. So there's the... What you doing? The thing. Watch out. I wasn't Watch. touching the keyboard. No, you were touching the space bar. Touching. Don't no, do that. fine. So... Um, there, there are a number of tools that you can help. So Cortana can set those up. Uh, maybe you can use the scheduler, the calendar. Cortana, the scheduler. Yes. Scheduler. It's American audience, scheduler. We have more Americans, so everything has to be in American. Okay. All righty then. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> yes. So I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, allows them, and, and not only internal, but it's external and internal. Yep. So you can say, hey, look, I've looked at my internal interviewees. Mm-hmm. They've got these gaps, and then yep. I'm going to send these choices off. Reserve yep. the space in your calendar. Yep. Here's, here's a question I have about scheduler. First of all, have you ever set it up? No. Would you want to set it up? Yes. Okay. I heard so negative responses from somebody the other day on this about how Microsoft has screwed this up. Okay. And that it doesn't work. But um, I was kind of taking it with a real pinch of salt because I... I love what I read about it, mm-hmm. but I can't set it up yet because I'm still migrating in this particular job. I'm still okay. migrating yeah. the... Uh, I've, I've filled it out a few times, um, but I, I recently tried the Cortana thing, but it wouldn't kick off. And that was kind of a... Yeah, but that's the scheduler, isn't it? Yeah. 
So, so you, you would just Cortana say, hey, add Cortana, yeah. uh, schedule a meeting with me and, and John, and then nothing would happen. And where did you, set, where did you try it? From Outlook, just okay. But have email. you have you set up the schedule account in Exchange? Oh no, that's why it went. Uh, ow, 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 ow. Okay. So there's a, an account that monitors for that email, and then it does all the sending out. And if you don't have that schedule account set up, but it kind of makes sense. But you yeah. don't like Exchange, really, do you? I like Exchange. I love emails. Oh, I love okay. getting them. Setting email As up. many as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So, yeah, that's where you need to look then. So, okay. set up the scheduler and yep. then take it from me. Good. All right. So, yes, we've now got it auto-scheduled and we're good to go. Yeah. So, then, of course, we need to ha have the interviews. So, they could be face-to-face, -face, but they could also be uh, via Teams. I, I think, in my mind, I would have the first round of interviews because I would do two levels. You know, you yeah. go from 10 mm -hmm. to 3 and then do the three shortlist. So, yeah, I think the first ones I would do by Teams meeting for definite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no reason to put people out. No, save, the save expense. people some time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we have mm -hmm. a site template yeah. with external sharing on it and capabilities. Yeah. Except we just need to make sure we don't let them see other people's CVs and stuff. So maybe there's seriously security to, to set up there. But James there is, meetings. Actually, there is this uh, functionality in OneDrive where you can say um, that you... Wait, 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 wait. Let me get it right. Yeah, you need so to. So there's this functionality that you can set up where you can say, okay, uh, I want to ask uh, a number of people to send me uh something back and that would all go into separate subfolders and separate security so they can't see each other's Is that right? files. Yes. And can you do that in team libraries? No. It only works in OneDrive, which is really, really Do you know really there's a few silly. of these things like this? I was yes. looking at Viva. Sorry, I was looking at Loop. Yeah. Having a, a good dig down of Loop today about mm -hmm. some of the stuff. And I was getting all excited reading some of these blogs about what's coming round the corner on Loop, mm -hmm. thinking this is neat. And then I looked at the dates of some of these, and it's kind of late last year. And I'm thinking, and I've still not seen any of these yet. And I looked at the roadmap, and there's nothing listed in the roadmap. So I kind of went a big... Yeah, I know. So it's it's there in your one-to-one uh, -one and group chats in yeah. Teams. Um, it is going to roll out into the new Outlook that's going to roll out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I know they're working on it, but uh, I haven't seen anything. I, I looked at the roadmap. I was, I was at least expecting to be able to see some dates and things around it. Because yeah. I'm actually wanting to include some loop stuff in my comms verse presentation next oh, yeah, week of course so um I've, I've basically been looking at how you can use loop for quick and easy practical solutions and fixes yeah um and so some of these things i was looking at from people were brilliant but then um mm -hmm. yes there were some disappointments yeah all right so anyway that was loop another diversion i do apologize so yes we do our interviews by via teams meeting people mark against the requirements so I think that person yep. is uh, has got good engineering experience, eight out of ten. That person has got poor engineering experience, three mm -hmm. out of ten. Yep. This person's worked in an R and D department, and then you basically end up with a short list that John can now confirm. Yes, I want to interview these top three people face to face. Yep. Cool. So we have a short list. Yep. Exactly. Schedule so, kicks in again. Sorry. Scheduler kicks in again. Yeah, exactly. To have those face-to-face -face meetings. 
and then at some point you need to make a decision. Correct. So again, I think John then does the same kind of thing and does a, keeps notes about who he spoke to, which gets stored in the template. Notes are important. One note. Yes. One note. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Or even wiki. No. No, no wiki. Just Interesting you say no, no wiki. I was looking at that today as well, and people are starting to change their mind about it a little bit because I have a funny feeling that Loop is going to work in wiki, but it's not necessarily going to work in OneNote. You're shaking your head I, and nodding I cannot, up and down. I cannot confirm, no, neither nor deny. deny any of these things. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, but I read it online. So, whoever's saying it, then I mean, that's what. But no, I, maybe I, I read to between be honest, the lines. I don't know what is already public, and I don't know what's not public. So, I'm just not going to say anything at this point. Ah, do you want a whiskey, Marin? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you go yeah. to Microsoft. But I told him when I'd had seven whiskeys, it's not my fault. Mm. No, it's fine. No, no, no. I'm not asking you to do no, that. But, no, no, no. But uh, yes. It was an interesting thing I was reading through on that one. But that's yep. fine. But you make notes. Now, notes are important because we want to give people that did not, were not successful, feedback as to why they are not getting the job. Yes. And there's a certain requirement. I'm not sure the exact definition of the legal requirement. But if somebody inquires, they need to be able to be given reasons why they're not yeah. having the job. Yeah. And you need to keep that around for a certain amount of time. Yes. In order for liability. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, John's a big guy. He's very, very powerful in the engineering team, but he's not allowed to employ anybody without some kind of approval and justification. Mm -hmm. So he basically has to, you know, make his recommendation. And there's some tools that we can use to do that. Of course, back to Power Automate and... And our approval uh, system with some nice adaptive cards popping up in Teams. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So we have that uh, decision, and I guess that's the end of the process, is it? Well, we kind of. Well, I think what we actually need to close it off is to actually send that person a contract or an NDA or a whatever uh, kind of. Yeah, well, fin- finishing off the document management, e signed yeah. or e e yeah. signature or whatever. I also think we've kind of forgot a step here is that you've got a negotiation as well where the company says, okay, we will, we want to hire you and this is what we offer. And then the guy, Andy, he will say, well, I was actually expecting a little more or a nicer car. So how are we going to do that then mm, with uh, people involved? That's Could you do it with a chat bot? (laughs) (laughs) no that's actually a cool idea you just give your chatbot a number of parameters and you say okay well yeah yeah yeah." so you can go until 3500 and if it gets a negative the chatbot can say right i'm going to call the second in the list now then and see whether i can negotiate with him oh (laughs) okay okay and then then the next level chatbot goes back to the first and says Actually, the second guy has accepted this amount of money. So <laughs> <laughs> it's actually the other way around. Wow! But you're right. There is yes. there is true. We hadn't thought yeah. about that. So somewhere along the way, uh, there will be some legal input into this yeah. for the contract. Mm-hmm. There will be some financial input input into this for yeah. the negotiation and yeah. the budgets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But we have a site template. Yes. So all of this is powered and driven. And even if we have to set up meetings for negotiations or you know, um, I yep. think we have that capability. 
Yeah, exactly. And then in the end, we are going to send him a contract with an NDA and uh, whatever kind of things. Yeah. So those would be things that they would sign electronically in a PDF. So that would be DocuSign or, or whatever, whatever third-party tool. Yeah. Actually, Microsoft. I did read somebody that Microsoft have set up their own e-signature stuff now as well. I vaguely remember yeah, something, but, I didn't but follow up with I've it. never seen it. Oh no, it wasn't. Anywhere. It was one of the third-party tools that is now uh, integrated into uh, something. So it was better integrated either into okay. the approval okay. app or mm. or something else. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. Rather, no, than I'm, it I'm actually plugging DocuSign because they recently their shares dropped 50 percent in value and so, so i kind of want to push yeah well i bought a few when they were still 50 percent up oh so, so i kind of want to want to talk to everyone about using docusign so that the share value might go up again but well, anyway yeah this is this is uh you can say how bad you are but i i had a play with my my bitcoiny stuff and that's completely in the floor so yeah it's it's, it's only virtual until you sell it <laughs> is that the excuse mm, you use yeah no it doesn't matter no, I, no, I, I did it for fun more than anything else all right cool so um so we're there with our new employer andy yep. who will obviously move on to the next stage to do onboarding which we're not going to drill down no. but what we wanted to do was to sort of give you an example of really how important understanding the business flow is okay we're about to drink some whiskey in a minute we're at 50 minutes okay so uh 53 minutes and 22 nice. 23 okay <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so but but that's what we wanted to try and give people is that is that idea that you know it does not stand on its own it has to be tied into business process yes and that that is crucial but yeah. you can't just take people's uh view of their business process the way it is you do need to go look at it yourself mm -hmm. because the amount of times that we've been working on something only to say well and how do you set up your recruitment stuff or how do you start the recruitment process or how do you find it and most people go well we just let the managers get on with it and yeah. then it's virtually impossible for you to automate this or to drive it forward so you have to then start or work out how you are going to get people together to design a process the recruitment process in this mind and say okay what are the steps because yeah. i'm sure that i'm sure there are steps here it's just that none of you know what you each do yeah. to employ somebody if you've employed seven people you're going to do it the same way six times at least hopefully and you're going yeah. to get into the habit yeah. so then it's just about documenting those habits yeah documenting your criteria. process optimizing it because you're actually hiring somebody to work at your company so yes. that is your first time to make a good impression and if you already screw up that hiring process by asking the same question three times or whatever or losing the resume or whatever yeah it's that not will be no good. that that's not a good look all right so guys i hope you you enjoyed and you saw the the uh, the idea where we come from we were well aware that this is not you know a, a whole bunch of things around uh, you know, governance and stuff. It really is uh, some practical examples of how you can take the tool set we have in Microsoft 365 and apply it to, you know, the detail behind the processes that drive the organization. Yeah. But that's also what we do as a podcast. We give you practical examples in how to 
how to make this happen. Even when we did our ad card things, that's true. When we talked about each of the letters, what ad card means, we were also giving you like real life examples. This is what you should do. This is what you. This is when you know this is done. Stuff like that. Yep, yeah. I agree entirely. That's only half our podcast, though. The second half of the podcast is we like to bring you a whiskey that you will not find or not be able to get to and taste easily. And I yeah. think... I think we kind of nailed this one. We have today. <laughs> yes. And it's not just because it's from Rosalaire in France where I blended it myself, which yeah. you're never going to get. So uh, this is from a colleague of Moraine's or a... Yes, from a Visa Vescu uh, Nopanen. Uh, who I uh, met for the, mm, well, we, we've met each other a few times, but I know he's a big whiskey lover. And uh, last time we met at Collapse Summit, I gave him a, a tasting bottle of the um, Oxford Rye. Have you got any of the Oxford Rye left? Yes, I do. I've Not that much, but I've got, I've got a bit left. My beautiful lady is going to stay in Oxford in two <sighs> weeks' time. Mm. She nom, has nom, been nom, given nom, specific nom. instructions. Yeah, that's good. So um, I gave him an Oxford Dry of that, that third batch that was just out of this world, super nice. Uh, and he actually returned a favor and he brought uh, with him a Finnish whiskey. A Finnish whiskey? Whiskey from Finland. That's from a smaller Finland. one. Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Yes. And this is a uh, rye whiskey it that is was finished in... Finnish. In <laughs> finished in Finnish. That was finished in a uh, ruby port cask. It was. So the distillery is called Kairos. Is that how you pronounce it? Kiro, Kairo. Kiro, K-Y-R-O with a couple of umlogs on the top. Yeah, something like that. And it's it's a pretty decent uh, Finnish uh, whiskey company that is doing malt whiskey, that is doing rye whiskey. Um, and their website's has, got some very strange pictures on it. <laughs> that has naked guys running through a field <laughs> on their... Okay. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting website. All right. I like the way that the tagline says, Brutally Finnish Cairo Distillery. Nice. Oh, uh, well, yes. You know what Finland's like, in the sauna. Exactly. So apparently this goes back from a bunch of guys that were actually spitballing ideas around why they were in the sauna. Okay. And so they got together and decided to live the dream and actually set up this distillery. So we, with craft rye. So the thing about this whiskey is it's rye, malted rye. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it is interesting and something that we've not tasted before. But oh. go to the the Cairo Distillery website if you want to hear more about it. It looks pretty neat. I'll leave this up, and in the morning, I think I'll I'll go to that into more details. Yeah. So they actually had a their own their first special selection for the 2021 Finnish Malt Festival. Yep. So it's everybody's festival. now doing a yearly whiskey in some form or yeah. another. Yeah, we were actually at uh, Speyside last week and they even <coughs> have a Speyside. I'm surprised the first time you've mentioned I it. I know. It's a, there's also a Speyside Whiskey Festival. Yeah, so, yeah well, everyone's doing this. Um, but uh, that's with, where they uh, got this from. So they made 666 bottles of this. The sign of the beast. Yes. It's a good sign. Do so, you know something? Stick this under your nose and you'll think Oxford. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we wow. we took the lid off and smelt it and we got a 
we thought, okay, uh, it's different. But now you're here. Oh, it really is the yes. Oxford history. But then you again, it's right. Lots isn't of it? that candy, like yeah. these little candy bears. Oh wow! Slightly more that depth than the one from Oxford. And, yeah, sherbet. Sherbet bonbons is the way I went with this. You know that sherbet. white crystal stuff that tastes lemony that explodes in your mouth on children's sweets. I have never, ever, ever had that. Wow! I'll have to bring some. Bring back me, England. bring me some. Yeah, sounds sounds good actually. Yeah, neat. Wow. So anyway, on the nose, uh, we should get sweet and dry. So it's very clear yeah. about its body. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, hints of sweet berries and mild rye notes. I'm not sure it's that mild. No, it it kind of gives you like proper. Yeah, it's it's, it's not cool. it's not like a Japanese very subtle subtle no laid it's, back. It's, it's out there in your yeah. face. Um, some oak notes, uh, mellow spicy notes from deep down nutmeg and warming spices. I kind of when I read that notes earlier without tasting, it, I was expecting cinnamon and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm but not seeing absolutely that. Absolutely not. No, this is this is kind of fresh. It's nice. I. Yeah, I don't get that cinnamon. It's a beautiful color. It's kind it of that amber a, brown, yeah. darker, dark amber. Mm-hmm. Nice, I want to taste Got some it. nice going in. on there as well. Yeah. Let's see the look on Steve's face. And it... It's very familiar. Okay. It's, it's very rye uh, and that malty mix. But it, it is a higher, it's a more premium taste. It's um, it's very complex. There's that licorice, actually. They talk oh, about wow. red licorice on the finish. It's amazing, actually. This is very amazing. Oh, wow. And there's the salt. Uh-huh. Very salty. Oh, so it's they, got a brilliant aftertaste. Yes. Oh, that's, wow. That is incredible. So thank you very much. Vesco. Thank you, because I couldn't remember how to yeah. pronounce that. Never mind anything else. This is really good, my friend. So big call out there. So the taste is lots of sweet toffee. It's not overly sweet to me. Uh, mm, it's, no, it's there. it's still got that rye, yep. that rye heart, but it it doesn't taste like your buffalo trays or nope. whatever kind of thing. No. Nope. Um, so nutmeg with a salty and warming spicy red licorice. That red licorice on the taste is definitely there. That sweetness uh, with a kind of aromatic of, of uh, eucalyptus. Um, but then the strong oak, berries, blackberries, cranberries, raspberries rise up in the aftertaste. And that's what we're going ooh and ah about. That finish, finish is, is changing. Spectacular. Mm. Yeah. It's so multi-diverse. Wow. Very, oh. very cool. I'm going to go... Uh, I really so- feel sorry for Guilty because you drive here, which means that you can never taste much of it. So I end but up But that's with... okay. I taste enough of it. I'm... I'm mm. I need to be very careful with what I say right now. But I like variety in the things that I enjoy. That's better. Because you could have said something along the lines of, I like variety and things that I taste. <laughs> yes. Which would have had a completely different meaning. Yes. This is spectacular. Well, that's good. So there you go. That's the um, Cairo malt. Um, it's finished in a, a ruby port barrel. 
So it yeah. starts off with the bourbon. I think they got the balance right as well with the oakiness. They kept it just in each barrel long enough without it being overbearing. Yeah. And uh, beautiful, beautifully balanced. Yeah. yeah. I like rye. I think I think they're aromatic and and flavorful. They Me don't too. have that yeah. depth and you know fireside whiskey, but they they are a very pleasant, especially in summertime like this, where we've still got a lot of light outside, even at this time of night. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was but very cool, But you've got cool, two Marine. kinds of rye. So you've got that very grainy rye that you would get in these American yep. rye. But then you've got something like the Oxford or this one that's very candy-like yeah. and Japanese rye-ish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love these things. Mm. I love these ones. They are... Mm. I, fini- I finished oh. my rye off the other day, so my uh, Oxford rye. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going get to a, get a bottle or two of that, I think, next week. And I'm also... Um, so Silva's going over next week to pick the girls up. So she's going to Oxford for a day or two. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we're actually going to Cotswolds um, for a holiday when oh. we to Anna's graduation. And so that might mean I go to Cotswolds and Rye because I've really got into that Cotswolds from the red wine cask. Yeah. I, I can't leave it alone. So um, I have that two or three times a week at the moment. I really do like it. So mm. uh, amazing how tastes change. So there we go, Cairo Malt Ruby, uh, on a podcast where we got very process heavy, uh, and how I think it's a really nice blend, like the Ooh, link there, yeah. the blend between that business architecture approach that we took, and how we blend that within our site template. And even though we chose a number of different applications here, and we talked about Power BI and Scheduler and all that, every one of them can be automated and built into the site template from MS Teams. Yeah. Scheduler, I'm not sure about. Yeah. Scheduler. Mm. But but in terms of the rest of the stuff, you can automate it and, and kick it off uh, through Power yeah. Automate so at different stages. So you've got one structured process. Yeah. Um, make a nice visualization on, on where you are in the process. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Power BI to kind of bring in the kind of the appropriate areas that you need that dashboarding and all yep. those kinds of things. I, I really think that's a really neat idea. And the most powerful part of this, and the most powerful part of this is only going to be listened to by the people that hung around for you and I to talk about this amazing rye whiskey. The yep, most comes powerful, the gold nuggets. Yep, the yep. golden nugget is that because you're using a site template, you are rationalizing the process for every recruitment moving forward. Yeah. So everyone will meet the same criteria, mm-hmm. which from a, you know, a best practice organization within the organization and transparent and open process for recruitment, uh, completely based upon skill sets and not necessarily based upon all of the kind of uh, issues around discrimination and all that kind of stuff. That's all completely uh, removed from the process and when you want to update the process you update the site template and then from that point onwards it's all done I think that's a really cool idea so we're done for the next 10 podcasts because next week we'll do onboarding and then we'll do services and then we'll do retirement (laughs) (laughs) we'll find something else because there are a number of things that I still want to talk to you about like for example um, I want to have my SharePoint documents um, in my file explorer. So would I use the sync functionality or would I use shortcut to OneDrive? Yeah, that's a good one. But Next it, podcast. But it's only five minutes long. Something. Yeah, I know, but still. But uh, but Next I think time. you're right. I think I think there's a 
the user interface towards content is is getting more and more, especially if we talk about um, Viva connections, if we talk about the cards, if we talk about the different apps on the phone. Yeah. So maybe there is a podcast that talks about the um, user experience of, of facing off to that content yeah. from the various things, so that would broaden it out. Of course, that's what we're saying now. By the time we get to it in two weeks, we'll have read something else and yeah. had a different idea. Exactly. So we'll see. you're listening, guys, to what you might have missed. The, yeah. All right. So Steve Dolby here. I'm going to sign out and say goodbye, and I'm going to hand over to Moraine. Hope you've enjoyed this. Hope you found something fun in here and, uh, and got a nugget or two. So yeah. it's bye from Steve. And I just hope that you could put your hands on a bottle of Cairo Ruby cask because it is phenomenal thank you so much talk to you next time bye bye we are not millennials we are mature steve maybe more than maren maturing the business like whiskey in a barrel